Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name's Dave Brown and today I've been talking to Dan Kelsall, who is uh, one of the co-founders of Offended, uh, Offended Marketing. Uh, we had a chat initially about, about creativity. Uh, we also touched upon uh, the recent advert by the government about Fatima the ballerina um, and her future career in cybersecurity, which went down rather well. Uh, we also had a bit of a chat about social media and marketing generally, and in particular, you know, LinkedIn, what's happening on the platform, how it seems to be struggling to find its own identity at the moment. But look, have a listen. Um, I will catch you briefly at the end, and please remember to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. Catch you in a bit. Bye. Hello. Hello, mate. How are you? Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm good. How are you? Yeah, good. Cheers, pal. Yeah, sorry about that. No, that's right, no worries. Yeah, you're here now. Hey, yeah, hi. Um, yeah, mate. So I suppose just to get into it, just to put a bit of context around the conversation, um, I got in touch with you and you posted on LinkedIn about um, the wonderful and now infamous um, advert that the government put out yeah. about about the ballet dancer yeah. um, getting into cyber security, mm. <laughs> which, yeah. which I suppose, you know, initially angered me and then I went through the whole what the hell were they thinking and it's now been sort of discarded isn't it yeah um so we had a chat the other day just about well it's really about the subject of creativity mm-hmm. um and I don't know I, I suppose how well, the government seemingly just dismissed that yeah. <laughs> um and actually sort of almost dismissed the concept of people just choosing what they want to do with their lives uh-huh. Um, and I don't know, it might be useful just to hear a bit about your, your kind of story. Cause I, I think, you, you know, as you said, you had a career before you do what you do now. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you could just, I don't know, just give us a bit of an outline of that. It yeah, be useful. Yeah. Um, I guess, uh, where do I start? I think, uh, I've tried a bit of everything really, mate. I think, um, I was, uh, when I first came out of, um, high school, I tried going into the Navy, uh, yep. got in as a diver there, uh, then left after after training, because I thought it was, I don't know, I think it, was for, it might have been for a girl, actually, from what I remember. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I took my, my Navy career down the pan. Um, and then um, from there, just uh, just kind of taught my way into uni without the A-level. So uh, I actually did a, a politics degree. Yeah. Um, it's funny, because I know fuck all about politics, really. So, um, <laughs> but, uh, That's probably because I spent my um, my student loan on a, on a gym. So I actually, uh, I actually opened a gym with a friend. Um, right. made no money uh, we used to drink in there a lot too which isn't what you're supposed to do in a gym um, and and then from there uh, once I came out of uni just, just uh, did the usual did recruitment for a little bit because that's what uh, people seem to go and do after uni when they can't find a job um, <laughs> and uh, from there uh, just, just uh, started a few different businesses I had a, had a clothing business with my brother for a bit, had um, had a, a business where I made Vaseline in my kitchen. That was that was a ridiculous idea. Um, had a, then had, a, had an app business, a, a recruitment app business, app business called Bonkle that got uh, got funding. Yeah, uh, on its ass after two years, just ran out of money, uh, ran out of investors, um, and and then from there went and started doing because I was, I was freelancing all through that. Um, I've always I've always been uh, been into my writing. Um, yeah. Not, not saying I'm necessarily particularly good at it, but um, I've always enjoyed it. Always done it freelance, um, and uh, and 
the head of content at uh, B2B content at a place called GradTouch, uh, yep. and which we kind of then started to spin into something else, an agency, um, which was just basically content and creative agency. And then from the on the back of that, we, we ended up buying GradTouch out, and now we're out on our own. Yeah. And we're called Offended. Right. So, so, so the sort of creative part of what you do, you know, that's sounds like it's always been there. I mean, was it was it there even in your younger days, even in your school days, you know, or, yeah. or, or sort of younger childhood days as well? Yeah, hundred percent, mate, hundred percent. Yeah, we, I've so, always kind of I've been into my writing. My mum was uh, really into a poetry; she should, she'd write a lot of poetry and stuff. So, I've kind of grown up on that. Uh, yeah, she's a lot better than I am, but um, yeah, it's, it's it's kind of always it's always been there. I think if you're a natural creative, I think. Um, I think it's just built into some of us. Yeah, I mean, and, and when we spoke before, I mean, we, so we did we did sort of touch up on that, you know, those influences that we have mm. when when we were younger, and and it's almost like you kind of don't realise how much influence people have had. No, and just to hear you you sort of describe the way you talk about what you've done, it's kind of like you just did some stuff because <laughs> that's what you thought thought you should do. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the theme of writing stays stays consistently through that time and then you ended up fortunately <laughs> or because you know because you made some decisions yeah actually doing the thing you really enjoy for a living yeah yeah um and I think a lot of people miss out on that and I suppose I, I'd sort of compare my story you know uh, as I said to you before you know 35 years in manufacturing this bloody dull thing with very little creativity in it um and then I end up and I was just always interested in people so that's why I do what I do now because a lot of my work is is it's less about the nuts and bolts of business it's really more about how people are thinking about it mm-hmm. um and how people are approaching it so I don't know it's almost it sounds like you you almost sort of fell into it but yeah. but there must have been a deeper intent behind it yeah I think we always find our way we, we always find our way into the, you know, to the place where we want to be don't we uh, eventually I mean I fucking hated every Every job I've ever had, mate, I've hated apart from apart from this one. Um, and I've done a lot of shit jobs. I mean, I've, I kind of give you a brief overview there, but there's plenty of plenty of shit jobs in between all that. Um, so, but I think you, you kind of always find your way your way there because you're just not happy doing anything else. I think creatives always do, don't they? Eventually. Yeah, and I, I suppose it, I suppose it's interesting that we we sort of we we categorise people as either creative or not. Mm. I suppose my view is that. We're all creative. We're all capable of imagining, you know, even in our sleep, imagining things that are weird and wonderful. Yeah. Um, I suppose the difference being, and I think that's something that, that for me was quite significant, is that, you know, I, I used to love art school and I, I had to stop doing art as a subject because of the, the, like the technical stuff I chose to become an engineer because my dad was one and I didn't really know, you know, back in the 80s, we didn't have just access to what's available, you know. Yeah. Um, so I, I didn't... You know, I didn't with with any intent. I didn't sort of develop my creative skills. Let's say, yeah. Um, and as you say, you continued writing. So regardless of whatever whatever else you were doing, you were you were sort of writing during all those times. Yeah, but none of it was through. You know, none of it was through education. I don't think. Um, I don't think the education system is is well as we, as we, we discussed before. That it's not built for creative. Um, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of built to support a. A bit of a, an outdated system, really. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, research that suggests that it's still um, kind of built towards factory work, um, you know, and that kind of traditional hierarchical structure. Um, but it, it was never like that for me. It was never, you know, the music, the arts were never were never pushed 
um, at my school. Um, and again, that's that's a different generation. I don't think they're being pushed nowadays either. I mean, they're clearly not uh, looking at that that Fatima ad. Um, yeah, <laughs> and it's it's a real problem because because creativity is at the heart of everything, isn't it? I mean, you can't innovate without creativity. Yeah, I mean, you know, I, I sort of talk about, you know, I, I do talk about my engineering career, and obviously there was some creativity in there, but, um, for, for, you know, my, my thinking, and actually, as I say, the work I do now is more about let, let, let's put a bit of creativity into it. You know, if you've got an idea for a business, yeah. let's be creative with it. Let's, you know, let's have some fun with it and, and you know, make some assumptions and, and all that kind of thing before diving in and, <clears throat> and starting a business because it might end up being less than you thought it would be. I think the other the other thing is just to just to try some stuff out and see what happens. Yeah. So that's what I like to do, and that's what I I suggest you know businesses do when when I work with them. You just got to run a few scenarios and all that kind of thing just to just to see what you think might happen mm-hmm. to begin with. Um, but I suppose I, I mean I, I've always been not always certainly in recent years I've just been in, interested in in specifically creativity. And when I say that, I mean like the creative space that we have, and I don't mean the room that we go to, I don't mean the studio or, or you know, whatever it might be, but I mean that, that kind of space we go inside. And, and you did mention um, you're a bit of a night owl. Mm. Yeah. So you, so you get stuff done in the mornings and then later in the day, yeah. you, I you, you, you do. I mean, I get, I get, I get fuck all done in the mornings, mate. I, I literally, uh, <laughs> I, I always say this, I say until about, until about 12, just don't bother speaking to me. Um, right. I, I'll kind of wander around like a zombie and think, what have I actually achieved today? Um, but I'll, I'll, I'll work till, till the, the early hours. Uh, and I always find as well that I'll re I'll struggle to come up with ideas for clients until about generally about nine, 10 o'clock at night. Um, uh, and, and kind of between anywhere between kind of nine and, and one in the morning is where I'm uh, my most creative. Uh, so, so what is it about that time? I don't, you know, I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I mean, I quite like the, um, I quite like the, the, you know, when you're in the office and there's just kind of no one about and there's, there's, you've got that silence and it feels like the world's just gone to sleep. Um, I, yeah. I like that time. And, you know, other people compare it to when they get up really in the morning, you know, when they use these uh, LinkedIn bullshitters that say they get up at 4 a.m. Uh, you know, people <laughs> yeah. say they get up because the world's asleep and it gives them a chance to get a head start on the day. And I think that's probably probably why I stay up. Um, it just It's just when my head's at its clearest. Um, and sometimes even when I go to bed at like, you know, I'll go to bed at one, one, two in the morning, probably most nights. Um, sometimes I'll wake up at three, four and I'll, I'll have an idea. And I'll have to, I'll, I'll always keep, yeah. you know, either my phone or a, or a, a notepad and pen beside my bed. And that's when some of my best ideas are coming. Sometimes they're absolutely shy ideas. Sometimes I wake up in the morning and I think, what the fuck was I thinking? Um, yeah. But yeah, it just seems to be my time, mate. I've never been able to, been able to explain it. Um, but, but I think, you know, I think a lot of creatives are night owls. For whatever reason well yeah no, no i think you, you you have explained it and i, and I can relate to it so i mean i, I like i, I kind of sometimes i like it when i can't sleep so i'll get up and i you know i don't do anything with any intent but i i certainly do a lot of thinking and that's when ideas yeah. come um so i think i'm probably the opposite of you in that respect in the in the actually towards the end of the day when it gets late i'm, I'm just sort of tired but actually just being tired sometimes frees your mind up a bit yeah. to to just to just let the ideas come, but and some of those are shit. Yeah, and that's fine. Yeah. Most, most <laughs> of mine are. I always say this. Most of mine are. Uh, but if you get if you get one one in a hundred, that's good. Good enough. Yep. Yeah. No, I think so because ideas can just keep coming mm. and coming. 
Um, and, and I suppose, yeah. you know, again, I think if you if you try and have an idea, you're not no. going to have one. No, and you know what I mean? I think ideas, so so I always kind of have this argument with people in the creative industry that, that there are there are two different sets of people in creative. There are, there are um, actual creatives and there are executors, um, both of which yeah. are important. Um, but I always argue that ideas are a skill in themselves. So everyone has ideas, right? In the commas ideas, but most people's ideas are shit. We find it in content all the time. It's really, really, really difficult to find people who understand an industry or an audience uh, well enough that they can come up with creative ideas that are gonna that are gonna bang. Uh, those people yeah. are really, really hard to find. They're like gold dust. Um, but then you've got loads and loads of people who are great at design or can, you know, technically good at writing or, or, or that can, you know, uh, use a camera really well and, 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 you know, great videographers, but their ideas are shit. Um, it's it's yeah. kind of, it's the whole reason why um, a averagely produced video on LinkedIn with a great idea will do so much better than a really professionally produced video that was a shit idea. Um, and it's, 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 it, it's kind of everyone thinks they've got good ideas, but the, the honest truth is, and I'm not sure you agree with me on this, but I don't think everybody does. I think that having good ideas and understanding audiences is actually a, a skill that a lot of people don't have. Um, yeah, and, and, and I suppose look, I find um, look, I've, I've done quite a lot of work. I, I, I for, for a spell of quite a few years, I, I worked with sports people and purely on their mindset, as people mm -hmm. call it, um, and. Typically, and if you, and I used to read a lot of lot of autobiographies of sports people, and when they describe when they're at their best, um, there's almost no yeah, effort. Yeah. There's no there's no thinking. There's no trying. So it's quite a quite a tough one because it doesn't feel like you're having the yeah, idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, if if that makes sense, and I, thought, I can't remember, who, I think it might be Mozart. There was a book called. Um, called the element which was about a number of different different famous people and sort of how they found their way into what they did and, and Mozart was you know people would sort of describe it as I'm, I'm not actually I'm not actually having the idea it's like I'm some kind of conduit for mm. the idea and Indeed, I mate. think <laughs> I, th but I think that, that's a bit of a struggle yeah. because we're conditioned and you know if you look at the education system to to try and make effort and have sort of measurable mm -hmm. results so even in creative subjects in art you're still given mm. a mark mm. at the end of it um so we're too sort of fixed on having the answer and i think that look, particularly in engineering mm. manufacturing you've just got a load of typically men who want to be the ones to have to, to find the answer to find mm. the solution to find the idea um rather than actually let these ideas yeah. come and that's that's kind of what yeah. you're describing and it just so yeah. happens that that, that that there's a time of day for you where that seems to come more yeah. naturally yeah. and you, you are right i think i think uh, that competitive element that ego does actually um does actually probably ruin a lot of a lot of creativity particularly in the marketing world uh where you've got a lot of you know old white marketing directors who uh who you know refuse to to let their teams come up with the ideas and and, and things like that because it, it, you know, there's nothing worse than a, than a than a marketing director who who always thinks that their idea is the best. Um, but at the same time, it, it's it's a difficult one. I think I think uh, especially when ideas are concerned, it's 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 a very subjective uh, subjective area, especially in marketing. Um, but the, the fact of the matter is, unless something gets the results that you want it to get, it was a shit idea. Um, 
that's and that's that's the problem. That's the problem that we have when we're when we're hiring. Is we, we it's really really difficult for us to find people who have, who actually have ideas that get results. Uh, and it's a difficult one to test, isn't it? Because you, it's not like you can get them into an interview and say, right, have an idea. No, no, exactly. <laughs> because actually, that 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 creates a, a that sort of that's forcing hmm. creativity. Yeah. So what what is if you think about the times when you are at your most mm-hmm. creative, what is that experience like? Is there, what, what happens? Because I, I mean, mine just, my, my ideas just come. And I, I suppose if I, if I talk about things like, you know, creating content on, on, yeah. on LinkedIn, um, or I, I sort of do a, a little bit of a blog thing now, it just comes to me. And I, I, I suppose I just, it just, I'm just excited. It's like, this is a great idea and it yeah. may or may not be. But it's like, I don't want to put this down now. I need to do something with it, even if that's just make a note of it. Yeah. So I don't forget it tomorrow. But what's that like well, for you? It's difficult. I always try and describe it to people, but it's really difficult. Well, I mean, yeah. I'll tell you what it is. It's, it's, when, it's when I'm not thinking about it. If I try too hard to force yeah. an idea, they don't come. Um, and cause this is the other difficult thing as well, is when you work in a, in a, you know, a market environment where, You've got deadlines, and 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 you know you, you you've got paying customers and things. That it, those things kind of work against creativity. Um, yep. And you know, I think there's there's like I think Dr. Dre is notoriously slow at producing records. Yeah. Um, but you you can't you can't force creativity, and and this is why a lot of marketing is weak is because people put really strict deadlines on stuff. I mean, we we produce a lot of content over here. Um, but some of it, some of it suffers um, because people people get too fixed on on you know we need we need x amount of x amount of content this month, for instance, uh, rather than thinking yeah. to themselves we need something this month that bangs. Doesn't matter how many pieces, doesn't matter, but these are the results it has to achieve. Doesn't matter by when, you know. It's difficult. It's difficult trying to blend creativity in with a, a commercial world that's full of deadlines. Um, so, I mean, no, 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 no. Well, so, so that sort of run, I suppose that, that does run in to, to some extent by who you, who you have as mm. clients. Um, I mean, what's your ideal um, client? Well, someone who just likes me do whatever the fuck I want, really, mate. So, but they, they don't exist, do <laughs> yeah. they? So, right. um, but uh, it, it depends, mate. Some of these really good challenges. I mean, my biggest thing is, is, is trying things that haven't been tried before. And the biggest question I always ask myself was, has this been done before in this industry? I don't want anyone near it. Yep. Um, I'm, I'm all about trying new things, finding people's boundaries, uh, you know, speaking in a way that hasn't been heard in their industry before. Um, the minute we get a client who wants to look like everyone else in their industry or, or you know, I mean, we, we, we've sat clients like before, you know, we've, we've got rid of them because yeah. For us, it's about being that edgy agency, that you know, the ones on the edge, the ones trying new things, the ones. Um, uh, I mean, even if it gets us in trouble, you know, I'd rather get us in trouble than, uh, than 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 sit there and be vanilla and dry and boring and, and do do the things that everybody else has done in the industry for years and years. Um, yeah. So it's, it's like I say, it's, it's clients that are open to new ideas, really. Yeah, and I, I think a, a lot of that stuff is shut down. A lot of creativity is shut down. It's the fear thing, isn't it? It's, it's, it's a bit like the, you know, the, the marketing director that you describe who, who thinks his yeah. ideas are the best ones. It's not, not necessarily the case, but um, it's, a, it's a fear of, 
I don't know, of breaking something. It's a fear of messing something up. It's a yeah, fear of yeah, getting yeah. into trouble. Yeah. That stifles creativity. And, and I suppose, though, I mean, uh, so what, what then comes to mind, these things like social media and how, how the content is starting to be controlled yeah, yeah. more. Um, so that sort of, I mean, it's, it's not really, the platforms aren't there for freedom of speech as such, but it does start to shut yeah, down that, doesn't it? It does. It does. I, I um, think a lot of them, I mean, I'm surprised, there's been a lot of people being banned. Did I, did I read that you were banned for a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I was banned twice in about, uh, it was probably over uh, Why? a week, what, what, what week and a half. Um, because I, well, the only example I was given was that I had, I traded insults with one of my best friends on, on, in, a, in, a, in a few comments. And, and it's, it's a friend of mine. Well, look, we trade insults by, by text and stuff yeah, yeah, yeah. all day, every day. Um, so I eventually got through to sort of talking to someone and they, they actually re-reviewed it and recognised that, yeah, right. it was just a bit of banter, whatever you want to call it. So, um, and, and part of me suspects that, that, that all, all those bannings, I mean, I've not heard of many re- recently. There yeah. just seem to be a spate of them. Um, yeah. that I don't get that... why because because I've I've never never been banned, and I mean some of some of the stuff that I do, I mean you've seen is, is probably probably some of the most controversial on LinkedIn. I don't think I see many people doing what I'm doing, but when when but I, I, I haven't been banned, and I don't know whether that's because generally I don't really get into that many arguments for people. So I, I never really attack an individual. I'm trying to attack a, a you know a concept or an idea or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know why I haven't been yet. Uh, I'll see, if, see all these people getting banned for little things. I think, oh, why? <laughs> why am I still... Well, well, things were, when I eventually spoke to someone at LinkedIn, it, it was a really good conversation, a really open conversation. And, well, it's really yeah. open. They're a little bit guarded. But um, they did mention things like um, the election in the US. So there's a lot of... It's a bit of a toilet in some ways with, with all yeah. the political stuff going on. Um, and I do wonder whether maybe this was just their way of of, of mm. sending out a message, rather rather than necessarily banning people because they mm. thought they need yeah. to. Yeah, they've been doing similar things for um, years anyway. I mean, you can't you can't get away with anything political, uh, even slightly nowadays. Um, uh, I mean, saying that we just we just with a client, a client recently we managed to get away with some political ads. You know, um, we had Rishi outside number eleven holding a holding a happy meal box. Um, so I don't know how that got through um, but yeah I, I mean it's difficult isn't it it's difficult to say it's their platform uh, and I get that they want to keep it kind of politically neutral if they can um, but that does stifle creativity that does stifle people who, who have a particular voice I mean we, we kind of do use a lot of political messaging in, in a lot of the marketing that we have I mean because I, I got away with the, the yeah. you know the video uh, recently, the, the the job ad that, that slated the government's Fatima ad that slated the government multiple times, and that wasn't taken down. And yet, we've done similar. Uh, we did a similar. Um, well, we did a, a video for a watch brand. That just had a little bit of little messaging in on Instagram, and that was taken down within a couple of hours. Um, so you never really right. know what the rules are here. I mean, a lot of it is subjective anyway. Because it goes a lot. Of, a lot of the time, it's reviewed by a, an actual person. Um, so it's, yep. it's difficult to know what the rules are, really. Well, and I think, I mean, and actually, that was one of the, one of the conversations I had with the with the person at LinkedIn was around, yeah. you know, cultural differences. Um, now she is she was she's American, but now right. living and working in Dublin, 
So she said, you know, when she when she saw, you know, the, these mm. these examples of what I'd done, it's like she gets it. She didn't get it before, but when she started working in Dublin, it's like Jesus, yeah, you know, yeah, everyone's yeah. just ripping into each other. Um, so so that's the other thing, you know, if 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 someone in the UK is is something is having something reviewed by someone in America who typically are you know, much more mm-hmm. conservative for that kind of stuff, then yeah. the judgment yeah, is yeah. going to be harsher. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you've got decisions being made on what's acceptable or not without any, mm. any context. Yeah. So, you know, you might, you might do something controversial, but as you say, you're not, you're not generally no, targeting no, well, a I don't believe person. Either. I don't, I, you know, I think, I think you're, attack ideals, I think I'm a, have an opinion on stuff, but I think when it gets down into the nitty gritty, all these people, you know, people are commenting and stuff and getting really stuck into arguments and stuff. I mean, generally the stuff that I do is just marketing. I don't really take it too seriously. Uh, so people are really losing their no. minds. I mean, sometimes it's quite fun to poke the bear in it, but um, yeah, <laughs> well, I like, I like to. Um, but again, it's not done. No, it's not a mean spirited thing. It's just actually, I'm just going to post something that will maybe get people to yeah, think yeah. differently about yeah. something. Um, I mean, a lot of my stuff is is poking fun at all the NAF content, and again, not not just you know not about individuals, but you know, you just get this this swathe of boring, repeated content on there, don't you? Um, and that's something I noticed when when all those when all the uh, the witch hunt was on, it did seem to go mm. really yeah, dull for a while. Scare the post or whatever. I mean. um, yeah, so I think people just sort of wound it all in again, and now yeah. it seems to be loosening up a bit. Um, and I, look, I mean, I, I look at my feed, and there's not much on it, and there's not much new stuff, and there's some really old posts. And I, I, it just makes you wonder: what are they? Are they? Mm. Are they limiting what we can see because of what's going on in the world? It's like yeah, everyone's a bit, a bit pissed off at the moment. So, so are they just not presenting mm. us with as much? Yes, it's a difficult one. It's a difficult one. Fuck knows. What knows what they're doing? I mean, this is the problem, isn't it? We're all reliant on platforms run by other people um, to to get our voice out. Um, but I, yeah, I don't think anybody really knows the rules. I don't think a lot of. I mean, there's not many teams in LinkedIn. We, we visited LinkedIn once in London, and they knew fuck up. They knew they knew they knew nothing. Right. <laughs> like we we're asking them questions about stuff, and they were like, "Oh, we don't know. That's dealt with elsewhere." Or you know, asking them about how the inverted commas algorithm works. I mean, it was like fuck knows. <laughs> Yeah, and no, again, I suppose mm. we assume, don't we, too easily that the yeah. big companies no, have it all sorted no. and they know what they're doing. But they are big companies, so purely, purely because of that, the, the communication yeah. is going to be yeah. getting lost somewhere. Um, and you've got silos of people who are just yeah. kind of doing what they're told. Um, you know, so even when you interact with LinkedIn, if you, you know, let's say you've been banned and you're trying to sort that out. Um, I mean, they did tell me you are yeah. you are dealing with a human being, but that human being is just pressing yeah, a button yeah, to send you so. a standard we'll response. So they're, they're not hearing what you they're not really listening to what you've got no, to say or, no. or I mean, taking any context. Also, I mean, what, what, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I mean, somebody was saying the other day, I think a lot that, that these pods are mass reporting people. Um, I'm not sure how true that is. I, I, I don't know. I mean, it, it sort of. I suppose it, it felt a bit like that to me, but then that's just what I've decided to think, or probably what I haven't decided to think. That's just what I ended up thinking. Um, and then since since talking to someone at LinkedIn, I've sort of well, what they've told me is now it was it was picked up, it was picked up somewhere, 
by them um mm-hmm. and, and they and they they banned me for it um i i, I spoke that i've heard i've heard stories of pods in the past yeah um you can see they exist because you can just see these posts that have loads and loads of engagement but it's really mm-hmm. empty engagement the old you know awesome post stuff um so i think it does happen and it, i think it's certainly possible if mm-hmm. a group of people wanted to get someone off a platform yeah, yeah. they could do um but i mean again a bit like you i, I tend not to yeah. to get into yeah. arguments <laughs> i just I, I just walk away at some point fairly quickly because it's like i, I know this is never going to end well because yeah yeah definitely i just i mean i i, I kind of like I'm, I'm more of a fire starter mate so just like lighting the fire and letting people out themselves <laughs> that's, yeah. that's that's yeah that's I'm, enjoyable. I'm with you it's on that enjoyable one. going back an hour later and seeing what's happened um, <laughs> just people tearing shreds out of each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, I, I'm only on there for marketing, mate. Whenever I do content, I'm there to market myself. And I think, I think um, if it gets past that and you let kind of emotions, emotions take over, and uh, that's when it becomes a little bit complicated, and that's when you can get yourself into trouble. Um, yeah, I think, I think it's just you know, not seriously. Well. And you can end up being really seriously. I think that's <laughs> one of the things that, you know, we've done a lot of personal branding with people and grown quite big audiences. We, we had one guy once um, who grew quite a big audience on LinkedIn and he was getting tons of, uh, of engagement. And then he uh, he quit because he couldn't handle it. He couldn't handle the, the trolls and the, the negativity and the messages. And it really affected his mental health. And, and you, you just can't, you can't, you can't, you can't view that world as the real world because it's not. No, but I also think, I mean, I, I don't get much of that. Um, and I, I, I suspect you don't. I think if you, it's not about going on the attack because you're not really attacking, nor am I. But if, if you yeah. sort of, if you're on the front foot with it, people tend yeah, to, people, yeah, people got tend bored. to leave people you alone. People got bored of, of, of trolling me a long time ago because it just, uh, because I'm, I'm not asked and I'd, all I'm going to do is wind you up more. Uh, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm, I've always yeah. been like that. I've always been like that since I was younger. I'm, I'm like a dog with a bone the minute. The minute I've got someone who's, who I want to wind up, I will. I will continue until, <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Until uh, the job's done. It's been it's been a skill of mine since <laughs> I was pretty young. So, um, but yeah, I, I think it's just it's just the nature of the internet, isn't it? Um, but it's just when when it starts affecting people and people start getting banned and, and it affects livelihood and things, there's a real problem there. There's a real problem. Um, yes. Yeah, and, and, yeah. and like yeah, I said, it, it, it seems to stop now. So um, it, it it does. It's it, I don't know. It feels like it was just a bit of a mm. uh, a general yeah. slap on the wrist for everybody. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. This is what's going to happen if you carry on. Um, and I, I guess there's always going to be some yeah. some collateral damage there. Um, but just going, I suppose, going back to, to to where we started the whole the whole subject of of creativity. Um, I just think there are, I mean, in a, you know, even with content, you get lots of people mm. who are posting about, I don't know what to post about, you know, and what should I post mm. about and, and asking for advice and stuff like that. Um, you know, personally, I just mm. think just post about whatever's on your mind. Um, and as you do that, actually, I, I find that the ideas for content come from either, either something I've posted or a response to something I've posted, you know, or, or, or other people's content. You just kind of see a way to, to spin it towards your own yeah. 
your own business, your own way of thinking. Um, but I do, I believe everyone is, is, is creative. I don't know what your thoughts are on that. I, I believe everyone, absolutely everyone is creative. They just may, maybe haven't, mm. you know, developed the skills. So they haven't, you know, we can all imagine a picture, but we can't necessarily put it on a canvas because we haven't learned. I mean, those, you might, might be right there. Um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I come across a lot of people that I, you know, I could probably uh, argue are not creative and they will never, never will be, but they're brilliant at other stuff. Um, but maybe they're creative in other ways. Uh, but I think when it comes to the problem is when it comes to content, on being, creating content and having a voice and, create, and crafting a tone of voice and, uh, and being an interesting person and, and saying stuff that people actually want to um, engage with is is a real skill. Um, it's, the, it's the only reason we have a business um, because most people can't do it. And the problem is when, and I get what you're saying, it's, and it's great to say things that are on your mind if those things are interesting, especially if you're interesting to the to, to people yes. in your target audience. The problem is, is there are very few people who are that self-aware to think that they're not interesting. So that they think that everything that comes to their mind is going to be interesting to, to whoever. So they'll just post shit. They'll just be serial shit posters. It'll just be, that's why our yeah. feeds are filled, full, filled with shite. It gets no engagement. Um, of just people waffling because everyone thinks, everyone's got this in their head now that they have to be authentic and be themselves and just post whatever mind and actually it does the opposite of what they're trying to do it just pisses people off and you know bores audiences to the point where you're going to really struggle to build one because everyone nobody can fucking stand you because you know yeah no i think i think you know i'll just pick up on those you know that the authenticity thing it's it's you know you get these Mm -hmm. these words that become the latest thing um and i think it's more a way of you know selling LinkedIn coaching and stuff like that. It's, it's sort of like, you know, LinkedIn by numbers or, or whatever it is by numbers. So any, anything sort of new that comes along, it then becomes, it ends up being quite generic. Mm-hmm. So you've got a lot of people who are essentially doing the same thing and they'll give you the same advice. They'll tell you to yeah. post every day, comment on other people, you know, all that kind of stuff rather than yeah. Yeah. how about that's you the just go and do something. And different. as well, what people don't realize is it's, it's, it's less about authenticity. There has to be a bit of that, but it's more about relate, uh, being relatable. <laughs> relatability is more important because that's that's marketing you, you know the, the greatest yeah. writers out there the, the, the greatest copywriters out there are the ones who that can write for multiple industries that means crafting a different tone of voice yep. for every single industry right um that's a skill being relatable to multiple industries being relatable to people that you don't relate to right being able to research them that you can write in a relatable tone yeah, yeah. Um, is, a, is a real skill. And people have become obsessed with this authenticity and, like you say, posting every day. And it's just bollocks. It's complete bollocks. Because if you look, I kind of, I've, I've kind of been probably getting like the same results now on LinkedIn for about the past six years. Um, and some, some months I'll post, post twice a month, right? And it'll always be a case of, is this going to bang? Is it going to work? Uh, is it going to bring in leads? Um, and is it is it relatable to our target audience? And generally, most of the posts that I post will bring in three or four leads. We'll probably close one. Um, and then you've got all these LinkedIn experts telling you that you have to post every day and you know consistently engage with everyone and have conversations and build all these relationships with everyone around you. And it's just fucking nonsense because a lot of these LinkedIn superstars. I mean, I don't know if you've noticed yourself, but it, there's always there's always peaks and troughs. So I think every six months there's a new set of LinkedIn superstars yeah. up there. We all discover that posting every day and being authentic yes. and just fucking, you know, works for them. So they'll grow this big audience and they'll be getting all these likes and all this engagement. And then within six months, they'll die off because 
the, the reality is those people were never really that good at marketing. They didn't understand that they had to carry on relate, um, writing new stuff and coming up with new ways to be relatable to their target audience. What they thought was they could just spout a load of stories about themselves and a load of nonsense, and eventually they run out of things to say. And they run out of things to say, or people get fucking bored of them. Because they both watch and it's all the same shit, and then within six months they're gone. Well, and it it works well, like it's like mm-hmm. the whole um the Oleg thing. I don't know if you remember Oleg, whatever his name was. That was yeah, a guy yeah. who just had just just incredible numbers, but but just spouting these inane sort of motivational things. And I've actually seen people who who started off, you know, doing mm-hmm. some relatively good stuff, but then they've they've turned into these these people who just start spouting empty motivational nonsense. Oh, it always does, mate. I mean, honestly, I can, I can remember. I mean, I won't name them, but I can remember about. About a year ago, there were, there were about three or four accounts that were massive, uh, that were, UK accounts, um, yeah. that, that were doing really well, and they're gone. Nobody knows about them anymore because they run out of stuff to do, and stuff to say. Uh, and, it's this, and rather than kind of, because yeah. people get, I think, mixed up with the word as well, because everyone says, oh, it's about consistency. But what that means is being consistently good, right? consistency doesn't mean just fucking posting every day yes uh it means being consistently good and whether that's once a month twice a month it's it's and it's constantly thinking of new shit and about and you know evolving all the time and that's 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 how you create um good content if you continue posting the same shit you've always been posting for the next six months you're gonna burn out and you'll burn your audience as well they'll get pissed off with you Yeah, and I think I think that's but but that's more about the interest mm. of, of of the the people selling the coaching, because they yeah. want people to be to be doing it all the time, um, you know. And I I've seen people who whose business is is coaching people on LinkedIn, and they mm. used to talk about getting them leads, and they don't seem to do that anymore. They 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 had yeah. they do talk about about getting people engagement because yeah. I don't know, maybe they've been called out on it a few times because actually they're, they're not, they're not helping them generate leads. Yeah. They're if just helping them. I don't know, post every day. Business, um, what the fuck you do? For other reasons. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if that's your end goal, right, cool. Um, but, but, you know, if it's not for me, I mean, if it's, if it's not bringing anything for you, then it's, it's, it might not even be the right channel as well. All these people spouting that oh, LinkedIn's the best thing for everyone. Yeah. It's bollocks. No, it's not. Not necessarily. Depends what you're selling. Yeah. Well, yeah, and I think the platform's changed. You know, mm. it, was, yeah. it, was, it was very businessy, wasn't it? Um, and, and now it's kind of, I don't know, it's almost fighting with itself. No, LinkedIn, LinkedIn of, does not know what it's It doesn't really know what it is at the yeah. moment. So it's a bit of a weird place to be, whereas the other platforms, yeah. whether, you know, the, the toilet that is Twitter. Yeah, it does. At least it kind of knows what it is, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it, it's like, it's just a lot of people having a go at each other. Very <laughs> and, and fair enough. Um, but, but, it's, but it's like, I mean, it is, yeah. there are opportunities yeah. though. Still a lot, a lot of opportunities on LinkedIn for people to, to do some crazy stuff. But honestly, they, they, people just need to try some new stuff though. Stop copying each other. It's just fucking boring. Yes. I, I don't even, I t- this is the funny thing as well is I go on LinkedIn to post content, but I, I rarely actually spend much time on LinkedIn. I rarely anymore. Yeah. It's I spend less. I spend less than I did because shit. I scroll yeah. through for a minute. Yeah, I'll go on to engage with people, you know, and just shit. engage with our content and things. But other than that, I just fucking, it's just boring. There's nothing on there. Just people talking, right? 
Um, yeah. But yeah, no. I mean, I'm not even sure I know what it is anymore. No. I'm not sure it knows what it is. <laughs> anyway, well, no, look, I think we're probably, we're, we're probably done for today. Um, no. oh, so, good. look, thanks a lot for coming on. The, really appreciate with, it. Uh, um, the world of content uh, and creativity. So that's old, old. Fun, yeah. Catch you soon. Yeah. Okay, bye, bye. Well, thank you very much. Catch you soon. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the latest episode of the Bullshit Detective podcast. My name, as I say, is Dave Brown, and thanks very much to Dan Kelsall for coming on. Uh, if you want to catch future episodes, please remember to subscribe wherever you normally get your podcasts. See you next time. Bye.